You're listening to Rama for Today Radio. A lot of time they're sitting there debating in their mind about what is being preached instead of hearing. A lot of time they're sitting there saying, no, 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 that's not so. I can't believe that. I don't believe a word of it. Or sitting there, boy, I sure hope that works for me. I come for Brother Hagin to pray for me. I sure hope he's laying hands on the sick today. I sure hope it works. And see, it never does. I said it never does because they've left the gospel. Don't shout me down now. Just because I'm preaching real good. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his classic teaching, Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Paul preach the gospel. That's what it said, the seventh verse. And there they preach the gospel. I've heard preachers say, I don't believe that healing's in the gospel. Well, you don't believe the gospel then. I don't mind telling them. They've never believed the gospel yet. Oh yeah, they'd pull their coat off and roll up their sleeves and fight to prove they believe the gospel. But I'm going to prove I believe the gospel by preaching it. I'm not going to prove I believe the gospel by arguing, fussing, debating, fighting about it. I'm not going to get down there on the level of those folks. I might get dirty. I'm going to stay up here with God and proclaim the truth. Amen. Are you listening? And there they preach the gospel. Hallelujah. The good news is not only that Jesus died for your sins, but that himself took your infirmities and bare your sicknesses. Isn't that good? Oh, glory to God, isn't that good? That's what that fellow heard. Now, you know what else? I'm sure of this one thing, that there were other people there besides this fellow that needed healing, aren't you? You couldn't get a crowd of people together without any number of them needing healing. And yet it seems, because the Bible doesn't tell us, so I'd have to add to the Bible to say it, it seems that, that this is the only fellow that, that, that faith came into his heart. Now, why did it? Because he, he heard he heard. See, a lot of people sitting there, but they're not hearing. You understand that? A lot of times they're sitting there debating in their mind about what is being preached instead of hearing. A lot of times they're sitting there saying, no, 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 that's not so. I can't believe that. I don't believe a word of it. Or sitting there, boy, I sure hope that works for me. I come for Brother Hagin to pray for me. I sure hope he's laying hands on the sick today. I sure hope it works. And see, it never does. I said it never does because they've left the gospel. Don't shout me down now. Just because I'm preaching real good. Oh, I got some of you going out. You can hear those old rusty gears in your head just a whirling. Praise God. Good, good. You get people to thinking, you get them start to listening, and you get them start to hearing. Are you there? All right, there they preached the gospel. And there sat at Lystra, a man here, a cripple, being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. Paul, steadfastly beholding him, perceived that he had faith to be healed. The man was healed on his faith. See, that's why we teach and preach. Most people are going to be healed on their faith. 
their faith. Most, the majority, by far the large majority of all healings under the ministry of Jesus, and it's not going to be any different under our ministry. If so, we'd be above the master, and no, the servant's not above the master. But all the majority of the healings of Jesus, according to the four gospels, were accomplished by the faith of the individual. That's the reason he put preaching, teaching, and preaching first. Do you notice the sequence there? Look again, Matthew 9, 35. He went about their cities and villages teaching, number one. Preaching, number two. Healing, number three. Now, a lot of people would like to reverse the order. Let's get on to the healing. I'm not interested in the teaching. I'm not interested in the preaching. Let's get on to the healing. That's what I want to get to. But the majority of time, you've got to go through the teaching and the preaching to get to the healing. Are you listening to me? May I refer you again? We look at it a number of times, but, but just to clinch the nail on the other side of the board, so to speak. May I refer you again to Luke, fifth chapter. Notice this. Under the ministry of Jesus, Luke, the fifth chapter, and the 15th verse. But so much the more weren't there fame abroad of him, that's Jesus, and great multitudes came together. Great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. To do what? To do what? Hear to hear and to be healed. Now look in the sixth chapter. Different, different story, different crowd, different setting, another time. Sixth chapter in the 17th verse. And he came down with them and stood in the plain. That's Jesus came down with them and stood in the plain. And the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now I want you to notice again, I want you to compare that again, contrast that first with the healing of that man there at the pool of Bethesda. You see, the healing, that healing's in a different category. Doesn't say a word about him hearing anybody. He didn't even know when, they, when the Jews stopped him for carrying his bed because that was unlawful. You weren't supposed to carry your bed on the Sabbath day. You weren't supposed to gather up any firewood. You weren't even supposed to carry a stick of wood. You weren't even supposed to light a fire. You weren't supposed to cook any meals. A lot of folks think they're keeping the Sabbath today and no more keeping the Sabbath than I'm an astronaut. <laughs> Amen. If you walk more, if you traveled, I don't care whether you went by plane, car, walked, or rode a donkey. If you traveled more than three miles on the Sabbath day, you're not keeping the Sabbath, their Sabbath. They didn't travel over three miles, didn't do any cooking. They'd cook enough on the night before and for the day that they didn't build a fire, didn't gather any wood. And this fellow was carrying his bed. And that's the reason they stopped him. Carrying his bed on the Sabbath day, brother. He's breaking the law. Just like he would if he was driving down the road out here 60 miles an hour. He's breaking the law. He got stopped. And so he said, well, the fellow that, that made me whole, he told me to take up my bed and walk. Well, they want to get after him now because he's the lawbreaker. He said, who, 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 who's that man? Who did that? The man, the scripture said, he wished not. He, he wished not. He didn't know who it was that made him whole. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, it said. So you see, nothing about hearing, nothing about faith. That's a manifestation, the Spirit of God. 
thank God for manifestation of the Spirit of God. Amen. I remember I was preaching down here in southeast Oklahoma, down in Hugo, for the Assemblies of God, a sectional camp meeting in August of 1951. And uh, I remember I was, I was preaching away, just finished my sermon, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, you know, crowd sitting out there. And uh, I pointed to a fella. And I said to him, uh, you right there, a fellow in front of him said, me? I said, no, the man right behind you there. Never seen a man before in my life. Didn't know who he was anymore than a man in the moon. And this fellow behind him said, then said, me? Yeah, I said, you. Oh, back about halfway in the tent. I said, stand up. Well, he stood up. I said, step out there now. He stepped out now. I said, the Lord shows me that you're a sinner. See, Jesus knew this man had been in that case a long time. The Lord shows me you're a sinner. See, now that fellow standing there sort of like this, sort of, you know. He said, you're right so far, preacher. I said, the Lord shows me you have a double hernia or a rupture. You're right again, preacher. I said, the Lord showed me, told me to tell you, if you'd come down here, I'd lay my hands on you and both of those ruptures or hernias will disappear instantly. You think that fellow weighed the sinner, man? You never saw a fellow make such a long steps in his life. He got right down there. Now, see, now this is a sectional camp meeting. You know, the section there. Number of preachers of the assemblies of God ministered. They have a, then had a camp meeting every year. And they invited me to come be their camp speaker, you see. The presbyter, you see, he's over the section, told me later. Oh, Brother Hagin, he said, I thought, my God, he's missed God. Because, see, they hadn't seen anybody minister the way I was. Scared some of them. <laughs> Made some of them mad and backslid others. <laughs> and a few of them was glad. Well, any time the power of God gets a moving, things like that happen, you know. But this president said, I thought to myself, well, that man, when he started down the aisle, even though you did tell him, that, that, that man, see, was from, he was pastor of a church over at Antlers. Well, that man's not going to get saved. I mean, healed. Well, that man's the meanest man in town. His wife's a member of my church. But he's the meanest man. Anything you want to mention, that's him. That's him. Bootlegger, whoremonger, gambler. Crooked as a dog's hind leg. Did you ever hear an expression like that? <laughs> like one lady said, she said, there's a crooked up there at that courthouse. When they die, they'll have to screw them in the grave. <laughs> and you know, I think she had it about right. <laughs> well, this fellow, this fellow, anything you want to mention, that's him, that's him, that's him. And this person thought, how's he going to get healed? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package includes two special resources. First, the book entitled Called of God by Ken Hagen. The next item in this offer is the single CD by Ken Hagen, Every Member a Minister. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A 
rama.org, rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, listen, we have a magazine called The Word of Faith Magazine, and you can go to rhema.org and you can read it online. That's right. Or you can download it. You can also, at rhema.org, you can also access uh, Rhema Praise and archived uh, conferences that we've had. Yes. And then you can, if you want to, you can listen to the Rhema for Today, our radio podcast. podcast. That's right. Uh, man, we also have a Roku. We have channel there. That's right. In fact, I think we were one of the first ministries to get a channel on Roku. 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 That's right. Maybe I'll say it right next time. (laughs) (laughs) And and you can also join us live on Sunday and Wednesday evening for our uh, Rama services right here in the Broken Arrow Mm -hmm. campus at rama.tv, 10 a.m., and 6 p.m. on Sunday, that's Central Time. That's right. And at 7 p.m. on Wednesday for Hour of Power. Mm-hmm. We invite you to, to, to do that. And, uh, you know, just thinking about it, you can download the Rama USA app, app. Uh-huh. on your, your iPhone, your smartphone, your iPhone, Android, uh, iPad, iPad, mini that's iPad. Right. That's and right. And you can, you can watch right there on that. Well, you know, there's... We, we, what, what we're trying to do is to use every avenue available to tell people about Jesus. That's what we're trying to do. And you know what? There's a lot of you that have become our partners. We yes. call them work partners. Yes. That helps us. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.